Welcome to Politics and Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. We are going to have a great show for you today. And you know, I have a special person in the studio today. My What I call my brother from another mother, great friend, and not only a great friend, but somebody who has so much to offer in respect to changing our culture in respect to informing us of much that's going on out there anyhow folks don't forget this is a call-in show give us a call at 713-526-5738 713-526-5738 extension numero dos extension number two again i invite you to listen in hey norman reynolds our guest former engineer uh or i should say retired engineer as well as a new, I shouldn't say new because he's been doing this for a while, but a, a political activist and somebody that does quite a bit here in our society. Norman, how are you doing today, my brother? Hey, Egberto, I'm doing great. You know, once an engineer can't help being an engineer. You it's, know? it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> so, no, I haven't, I haven't left the profession. Um, still kind of keep my brain in there. Sometimes. Well, you know something? Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In an engineer, you always keep your brain going, even if it's not necessarily doing the, the slide rule of the old days or the calculators <laughs> of the new day. Even as I do my politics, I always do my politics with an engineering twang, you know? Yeah, yeah. It takes, it takes some of us. Although lately I've been hearing that engineers are bad for politics, but um, it's an awesome thing. Uh, Why would you hear that engineers are bad for politics, Norman? Don't, don't, don't mess, the, no, well, mess on my parade, man. <laughs> Here it is. We, um, engineers are applicators of science, right? right. We, we learn science, but we then applicate, we use, use it to apply to build things, right? Right. And we sometimes become dogmatic around our particular knowledge set. We right. become dogmatic about rules and like to keep things the way they were or the way they have been, the way we learned it. And especially those that have not kept growing in their profession. So I think that's a magic that you just said, those yep. that haven't kept growing. Because being a progressive means that you are always wanting to move towards yes. progress. And, We're know. always in a question. Right. Uh, progressives, I think, are always in a question as to whether or not we are uh, where we want to be or always open to that change. Right. Right, Egberto? It's not about just being um, the status quo. You start asking yourself, yeah, wait a minute. A person can call themselves they. Right. Wait a minute. That, that was not... Evident my day, right? right? I mean, I didn't grow up that way, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Well, you know, let, let, me, let me first tell you, I, I think that that was very helpful to me as far as moving from uh, strictly engineering into political activism because, again, we like, we like numbers and we like the things work a certain way. And I think uh, in growing, uh, what happened is I, I allowed myself the space to not just look at the numerical factors, but to look right. at the look at the reality factors of just how human beings are in general. Right. Many times, not engineering. Right, and then you start applying 
um, uh, humanity, your humanity right. to a situation rather than, wait a minute, there's not just, uh, there's not just one plus one equal two here. Right. right? It is, uh, there are nuances, there are differences, right. there are, people are not just um, uh, black and white blocks that go into circular spots all the time. People can be different. Right. And the way you think can be different. Hey, you need to be open to that question. Well, you know what I think really allowed me to not just stick with the numerical facts and the fact is this, the fact is that. Quantum mechanics. <laughs> Wave yourself along, my friend. <laughs> Wave yourself a little bit. But anyway, I'm going to the subject at hand today, folks. The title of the show is, and I'm, no, I want to, I want to actually give my brother some kudos here, because whenever we are doing uh, the politics, or whenever I'm preparing different uh, episodes or different programs or whatever. Uh, there's a little ting of Norman that always hits me in the head, and that is because he is so methodical uh, in the way he does things. Sometimes I, I, I would ask the questions, you know, or, or we'll be talking, and Norman would go ahead and say, well, Egberto, what about X, Y, Z? You know, when you're talking about folks on the right, do you know X? And it actually, believe it, bringing in stuff from all sides actually helps one able to meet all sides, whether you agree or not. <laughs> yes, indeed, whether you agree or not. Whether you agree or not. So that's helpful. Anyway, title of the show, The Fed is Screwing Us, an important healthcare story, and Trump could be the president again. I don't know if we're going to get to all of these subjects. It all depends on you all, who should be calling 713-526-5738, extension number 2, 713-526-5738, extension numero dos. The subtitle is, Norman Reynolds, a retired engineer, tells his important healthcare story. Also, the Fed is draining the wealth of many. And a recent article about Trump re-entering the White House should scare us into action. So, I'm gonna, I want to start with the Feds. And again, folks, again, give us a call, 713-526-5738. Is there something you agree with? Is there something you disagree with? I don't know. You tell me. And don't forget to visit our... Uh, don't forget to visit our... Oh, I like that. I kind of like that. Is there something that you don't like? There you go. <laughs> if there's something you don't like, you can call as well. Look, I love speaking to everybody, whether you agree, disagree, whether you agree with me ideologically or not. If this, this, this program belongs to you all. The Fed is screwing us. Subtitle of my first article. I watched several minutes of the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. He was discussing monetary policy and the economy with the Senate Banking Committee. While watching both Democratic and Republican senators questioning the chair, only Elizabeth Warren broke the undeserved praise and respect for a man that cared nothing about the middle class and poor America. And anybody who sees Mr. Powell's meek face and soft-spokenness will have a tendency to believe, well, he must be for the people. Hell no. And we'll explain why. She made him acknowledge the modus operandi of our economic system. It depends on having a certain percentage of people unemployed and suffering to ensure a stable economic system for the wealthy. If you have an economic system that depends on a certain amount of your people in pain, a certain amount of your people unemployed. Doesn't that tell you something? 
Doesn't that tell you something? The Fed chair is concerned about a stubborn 6 plus percent inflation rate. The strong employment market seems to concern him as well. A country with strong employment is a problem for the Fed and our corporations who want a heavy supply of unemployed workers from which to choose since in a supply and demand world would accept pittances for wages. In other words, if we have a lot of people looking for a job, their prices drop, right? Because I'm gonna, I'll take less because there are a lot of people that if you don't do it, somebody else would be willing to do it. Representative Katie Porter, Democrat of California, recently provided an analysis that proved most of our inflation was a result of corporate greed. I repeat, she had charts, she had the numbers to show that most of our inflation today, at that time it was over 9%, and she showed that over 9% of that inflation was caused by corporate greed. Don't move from the mic, I want you to, I want you to opine on that, your thoughts on that. Yes, Katie Miss Porter is an awesome communicator, and she does put charts that um, indicate that, hey, if a part of the community is out of work, that part of the community without a, safe, without a safety net, right, which is what we are operating under, without a safety net, that part of the community is going to be on the street, sitting under the sidewalk. They're out of the question. They're not being considered by those people who are plutocrats. And, and it's amazing, Norman, because again, they're, they're, while Powell is telling these folks that, that you know, uh, unemployment is, I mean, employment is too high. In order to drop this inflation, we are going to have to fire people. All these other congressmen, Democrats and Republicans alike, it was like, oh, okay, so we have to get people more unemployed before things are okay. It, it's interesting. Um, I was just listening to a, a little history program on um, 1931, 1932, uh -huh. just before um, uh, Teddy Roosevelt became president. Right. Right. Um, and uh, the, the thing was that Hoover was president at the time, and the thought was that 25% unemployment was considered uh, no big deal um, by those who were the ruling plutocrats of the time. So that, that love of fascism came up in this program. It was uh, it's, it's stuff they don't want you to know kind of thing starting to look at what are the threads that we can pull from history to bring us to today to find out how other people think. You know, it's not, this is not new. The, the Fed's behavior towards mm -hmm. those who are without power you is know, not I, new. And, you know, we got, we got to keep at that, man. But here, here, here's, let me, let me continue with this part about Porter. They raise prices because, let, let, I want to read that paragraph again so we get the full context. Representative Katie Porter, Democrat of California, recently provided an analysis that, pro, that, that proved most of our inflation was a result of corporate greed. They raised, uh, they raised prices because they could. That is the definition of inflation, okay? One would think the Fed chair would advise Congress that if they did not want him to use the only draconian tool he has, raising interest rates, that they would create policies that stopped corporate attacks on those who put them into power, the American people. But he did not. 
No, a lot of people are going to say, that's out of the purview of the, of the, the, the Fed's chief. That's what they're going to say. Yes. But here's the deal. The purported worker shortage is a political choice. I repeat, the purported worker shortage is a political choice. There are millions of immigrants who want to enter the United States for economic and political reasons and who are ready to work. Yes, many in our government use them as political footballs that limits employment, that, that shortfall. But let, 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 let's qualify this again because it's important. All right? America has a slowing birth rate. America has a social security system that needs funding continuously from more people. And the fact that there are people willing to come into this country, good, honest people displaced from Latin America, displaced from the Caribbean, displaced from South America, who are willing to work here. And by the way, many of them are displaced because of our economic policies in those sections of the world. So they're coming here because of some of our own economic policies. And we, for political reasons, won't get them into jobs that would then alleviate our social security problems, would then alleviate our shortage of, our purported shortage of worker problem. Again, it's a political problem. 713-526-5738, extension 2, if you'd like to talk more about this. All right. While corporate greed is responsible <clears throat> for more than half of the inflation picture, they are responsible for even more. It's not, oh, you know, uh, Katie Porter thought she was doing a lot. Hey, half of the inflation is really caused by corporate greed. My contention is all of inflation, I repeat, all of inflation is caused by the, corpora by the corporation. It has nothing to do with us expanding the money supply to give people what they want. What do you want? People to starve? What do you want? To say that we have an economic system where people can't have a basic income? We want to have an economic system where for over 40 years, they haven't gotten an increase in salary. And the government decided once and for all to take some of that money out of the government coffers provided by all to give to the few that are starving, the few that need. In other words, give them survival. And you want to call giving them survival inflationary? Are you crazy? We buy that crap as American citizens. We allow these plutocrats like Chief Powell and all these other guys to lie to us and tell us it's a money supply problem. I tell you, go speak to, uh, to, our, to the... Uh, economist uh, uh, Kelton and a Kelton would tell you that over the years we've had a over we we've had a, a slack of over 800 billion dollars that could be pumped into our economy inflation free all else being equal but somehow when we have to give support to the middle class, when we have to give support to the poor, when we have to give support to those that are deserving of support, those that have been abused from an economic system for decades, for centuries, it's inflationary. And then we have a guy goes into Congress and say, in order to drop this inflation, we have to increase unemployment, as opposed to saying we need to create policies that prevent the thugs in, in, in the political, in the economic system from doing what they do? 
In other words, we got to coax Americans into higher interest rates. We have to take more of your money so that the rich, the owners of capital, the guys who run the corporations will say, oh my God, since the people are, uh, don't have enough money, we are forced to drop, drop prices, but we won't, we won't drop prices until we are requested to buy the people not buying because we take their money in the forms of interest. And by the way, the bankers get all the money anyway because they're getting the interest. Folks, I want you guys to sort of right-size your minds into what goes on in America and in every single country where... This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. There's no real social safety net and, and much more. So let me finish the last sentence before we go on to the next subject with Brother uh, Reynolds here. While corporate greed is responsible for more than half of the inflation picture, they are responsible for even more. My contention is they're responsible for 100% of inflation. And that is not, uh, uh, that's an engineering statement, okay? It's not a wishful statement. It's not a statement that says I don't understand macroeconomics because, by the way, I took it as well. Their incompetence and poor decision making is what we are all paying now they decided to offshore our manufacturing and at the same time create just-in-time inventory which means shortages occur whenever there is a shock in the system like pandemics and natural disasters they profit from those decisions and they profit when their incompetence fails so when the supply chain has failed we can't get the microchips in from China, right? What then happens to the prices of cars? The prices of cars goes up because there's a shortage of cars. And you have now the corporations making more money, a larger profit margin on the thing that, I mean, the inflation is even better for them, right? They're making more money on lesser material, lesser products. I mean, it's a win-win for them. And you, our people, we allow them to snow us into saying, oh, it's our fault. It's, it's those who gave the, 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 the budget, or rather those who gave the stimulus problem. They threw too much money into the economy. Folks, stop buying the Kool-Aid. It's time for us to all, as citizens of the United States, grow up and understand the economic fraud that we are into. And when we do that... When we do that, I have a new series that I'm starting on the internet show called The Con. The Con with Patrick Lavelle. And we are going to really talk about some of these economic issues that screws us all. So I, I hope you do that. 713-526-5738. Extension numero dos. 713-526-5738. Extension number to Norman Reynolds. Norman Reynolds. Norman, you recently, I say retired, but really it is you moved from corporate jobs to just doing whatever the hell you want to do. Right, right. Um, it was a decision that, that, I, that I and my wife made together um, to decide to, to just quit the rat race of being, of getting up every morning and um, going into an office um, to work. 
uh, and to deliver what I thought was excellence all the time. Um, so I decided to stay home and uh, start looking after myself a little bit more. Um, and, you know, as you leave that, one of the biggest costs, biggest problems that we were having um, just before I left and the conversation that I was having is, how was I going to afford healthcare? Right. So that's why we are, we're here to talk today. I mean, yeah. uh, it was a, a foregone conclusion that I needed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to just uh, take off there. Uh, well, uh, go ahead. I, I love, I love, um, I love your story because I mean, your story is one that afflicts a lot of Americans, and yeah. I think they need to understand how to navigate it. So that's what we're going to want to get into. But beforehand, let's go ahead and go to Evelyn, and and then we'll uh, move on to your story. Come on in, Evelyn. Hey, can you translate for me? My English not that good. Okay, no problem. Let me put in Spanish. Okay. Ah, lo que yo quería decir, lo que estabas tú hablando a mí, me, para empezar, me encanta tu programa. Muchísimas gracias. She eh, says she loves our program. Uh-huh. Eh, es una persona muy inteligente, como pocas, creo yo. Y es, es, siempre es muy interesante lo que dice. She says that he's very intelligent, by the way. Uh, anyway, muchas gracias, corazón. Dime lo que quieres decir, corazón. Uh, lo que quiero decir es que co- es greedy lo que hay aquí. Mentira, uh-huh. el short es mentira, que COVID, todo es mentira. Claro, claro. ¿Verdad? Eh, es puro greedy, es nada más hacer dinero, hacer dinero, hacer dinero. Y lo peor de todo, lo que me parece a mí, es que el Partido Demócrata... Uh-huh. No, no ve la cara de pendejos a todos. Ok. Have a... No ve la cara de pendejos porque nosotros siempre, lo que yo ya decidí no votar nunca más en mi vida. Ok, ya, déjame, lo de, e- Evelyn. Porque I... yo creo que ellos no han hecho nada, uh-huh. nada por eh, aliviar la situación. Uh-huh. Y, y mira, en, en lo que respecta al, al subir los intereses, uh-huh. afecta en muchas maneras. Claro. Por ejemplo, ahorita, I want to un poquito, Evelyn. I want to. I want to un ratito, folks. Uh, please stick with us. Evelyn is, is speaking to us in Spanish. I'm going to translate what she has to say, and she understands English. So I'll tra- I'll, I'll, I'll give the response in English. Con, con, continúa, por favor, Evelina. Eh, eh, con respecto a las casas, en este momento ya una persona con un salario mínimo, con, uh-huh. even eh, middle class, uh-huh. no puede comprar una casa. Ah, exactamente. Sí. Los intereses demasiado altos y el precio de las casas exagerado. Y luego están tratando de, como siempre lo han hecho, por ejemplo, a los afroamericanos, de sacarlos de sus barrios porque quieren solo gente bonita, rica, profesional. Ah. Entonces, ¿qué pasa? Esta gente está, como dices tú, drinking the Kool-Aid, uh-huh. vendiendo sus propiedades por, por menos y ellos le sacan el triple de ganancia y se la venden a alguien que tiene dinero y dónde va estas personas quizá a rentar un apartamento en un área fea porque los apartamentos están bien caros exactamente okay te puedo contestar en inglés yes 
Okay. <laughs> muchas gracias. Muchas gracias, Evelina. Okay, Evelyn says, uh, one of the things that she said is she's tired of politicians. In fact, she says she wouldn't vote again, and I'm going to talk to her about that. And she, she put out an attack on Democrats because I'm clear that uh, as, as she sees it, which many times she is correct, that Democrats don't, don't perform as they should to support the people they claim to support, which Evelina is, Evelyn is absolutely right about that. We'll discuss about that in, in a little bit. She also talks about what would be considered um, uh, uh, gentrification and how gentrification is used to, to, uh, in marginalized communities. Uh, the marginalized communities would buy their property at a very low cost and then these rich cats who come into your community then sells it at ev 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 elevated prices, etc. So Evelyn, you're abs first of all, I can't what you're telling, what you told me is your lived experience. That is what you see, and you're absolutely right. But here's the thing about the voting part where I will disagree with you, which, and I will ask you kindly to reconsider. And that is, no. I will ask you kindly to reconsider. And this is what I'm saying. You know, Go ahead. I, w I will, I will maybe, and I did, uh, for example, I live in Texas and Houston. Me puede hablar y continuar en español, claro. Y, y voté por, por Beto, porque Ajá. creo que él es una persona él es que buena hay que persona, darle un claro. Es buena persona, por lo menos es honesto, uh -huh. me cae bien, a mí me encantaría. Si él corriera para presidente, yo voto por él. Claro. Pero el problema es que la mayoría, mira, con los republicanos, Ajá. nosotros sabemos lo que son y ellos no lo esconden. Mira, ellos se muestran como son, ey, pero los demócratas son hipócritas. Evelina, eso es so, eh, eh, Importante lo que has dicho. Evelina said something, and I want every single Democratic politician to listen to what Evelina just said. Evelina said, we know who the Republicans are. They're honest in their evil, is pretty much what she's saying. But she says, the Democrats come out to you as if they care, and then they provide no real care. And what I have to say to that answer, Evelina, again, punto y final, you're right. But here's what I'm saying, Evelina. This is where we have to go. And I ask you so kindly, and I'm glad you said you vote when you think it matters. So I want to say, don't just give up on voting. I tell all the people that I talk to that we have to take command. We have to go ahead and form our groups. You're, tú hablas el español perfectamente. Muchos de nosotros los latinos no votamos, okay? Tú puedes comenzar a hacer en tu comunidad la, lo que es necesario para decir a la gente, mira, no, esto no, no es un voto perdido. Nosotros podemos votar así para conseguir a la gente que queremos. No, no lo vamos a conseguir cada vez, pero hay veces we can go out there and vote for the ones that, uh, that, that are there doing what we know they're going to do for us. It's, we're not going to win every time. No vamos a ganar cada tiempo. Pero we can go out there and be a part. So I want your voice. Yo quiero tu voz in the game porque tú entiendes, you understand. And what we need are more people like you who understand the politics to go ahead and enlighten others with the politics so that when others come and lie to them, in other words, if two Democrats are running in the primary, see, hay dos Democratas en la primaria, right? They're both running. And then uh, one says, uh, I'm going to do this. That's a standard Democrat that you see the party is supporting. And then there's this progressive person that comes out here and says, no, what we need is X, Y, and Z. Too often what Democrats, uh, the Democrat rank and file does is they go with the party favorite as opposed to going with the person who's going to do what yeah. Evelina necesita. ¿Entiende lo que estoy diciendo? 
So see, one more thing. See, uh, that I'm very disappointed. Yes. About Biden administration. Yes. They have been attacking the Mexican government. Yes. Manuel López Obrador. Me gusta Obrador. Lo han estado atacando mucho. El Departamento de Estado claro. hace cartas. Los demócratas hacen cartas. Ajá. ¿Cuándo se han preocupado ellos antes por las matanzas del PRI, del PAN? Oh, hasta ahora que está López Obrador. Exactamente. Entonces, una cosa te digo. Aquí hay muchos mexicanos ciudadanos. Yo no soy... Yo soy hondureña. Claro. Pero yo apoyo a López Obrador. Claro. Y esta es otra cosa que a mí estoy very disappointed y por eso no votaré por el Partido Demócrata. Okay, mira, por mira. el ataque. Ellos se unen a los republicanos atacando al gobierno de López Obrador y no miran que van a perder votantes porque mucha gente uh -huh. apoya a López Obrador. Y okay. si tú no lo apoyas allá... No Déjame contestar eso, porque eso es, un, eso es un tema bien importante. That's a very in, important topic. López Obrador yeah. is the Bernie Sanders of Mexico, folks, okay? Exactly. He's, a, he's, exactly. a new, he's a new guy in Mexico, and there's a lot of killings that has always been going on in Mexico, and now they want to tag Obrador as the biggest person responsible yeah. for this, which isn't the case. If Americans didn't want all the drugs that, that, that's coming into America, there would be no, uh, no gangs in, in Mexico to provide the drugs that Americans want. So remember that. Let's take the culpability, shared culpability is what we should call it. But let's let's understand what's going on here, Evelyn. Here's the, and I, this is where I said don't don't just say I'm not going to vote for Democratas because there are two kinds of Democratas, and here are the two kinds. There are those that are called the neoliberals. Está bien. The neoliberals son los que son what I call Republican light. In otras palabras, yes. in, in other words, in other words, what they are, they are there to keep a system that is oppressive. Remember in this earlier topic, I spoke about Powell and them yes, saying we have right. to have a, 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 unemployment. They support all of that. That's why yesterday when I watched that, I'm watching all these Democrats and Republicans giving nice words to Powell, but Elizabeth Warren comes out and say, what about the people? Here's what I'm saying, Evelyn. Uh, Obrador is my guy. Lopez Obrador is my guy. And the reason he's my guy, he's given Mexicans of the lower strata, middle class Mexicans and others, he's given them a voice. And that's what neoliberals, both in the United States of America and in Mexico, that's what they hate. It may destroy the natural order of a plutocracy. Y eso es lo que temen. Yes. Eso es lo que temen. What I'm saying a mí is, me gustaría que, que con lo inteligente que eres tú, porque, mire, no ofense, ¿verdad? No quiero ofender a nadie, pero muy pocas personas inteligentes que uno escucha en la radio, en la televisión o en los políticos. Casi no hay gente uh -huh. inteligente como que son una... Están en, en, en exterminio ahorita, uh -huh. casi no se hay. Entonces, tú que eres bien inteligente, en Common Sense, you think out of the box, a mí me gustaría que hicieras un programa sobre esto. ¿Por qué los demócratas atacan, atacan tanto a López Obrador? Y yo creo que es el litio. You know, Estados Unidos va detrás del litio de México. Evelyn, Entonces, let me tell you this. Que... This show is yours. And now that you, you, you said that, right? I will do that as a subject. I ask you a favor, though, because I have a lot of stuff coming in. Do yes. you do emails? Yes. Please send an email to info at politicsdoneright.com and say, remember you said you were going to do a program on this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, Thank you so much for giving me your time. <laughs> info at Because here's what, you know, we are about people and that's the things that we need to hear. Okay, Evelyn? Yes. Thank you so much. Muchísimas gracias por so llamar. Thank you so kindly for calling, Evelyn. Okay. 
All right. All right. Norman, uh, Evelyn was a great, that was a, that kind of calls are the ones that makes me like, I feel great. You know, I, I see you, Egbert. I see you. Yeah. I, I mean, because you. it's the, it's, it's our people. You know what I mean? It's yeah. our people, the, the people that really matter. Right. Right. Uh, Evelyn, Evelyn, you're, I, I think one of the reasons why I decided to just take some Spanish after I retired was mainly because of people like Evelyn, understanding exactly what she wants to say. Um, she, she was articulate in what she wanted to say. And she, awesome. And what, what I wanted to say is that she understands the, the scam. She understands the economic fraud of the system. And right. she understands the neoliberals that try, you know, as well. She gets it all. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's. It's, uh, you know, I, I was just looking at um, the comparison between 2020 mm -hmm. and um, 1930 and 1931. I was just yeah. doing, a, doing a little comparison of the graph. I can, it's on, uh, it's on a, on a, a, a CNBC website, website. Mm -hmm. and if, and I, I, I'm trying to just talk to Evelyn a little bit about mm -hmm. unemployment and also all the other things that I think are we blame politicians for. Right. But at the same time, are a, a product of those who buy the politicians. Um, unemployment is one of those things. It's not really about the politician. Um, 1931, it was 25% unemployment, 25.6% mm -hmm. unemployment. In 2020, it was 14.7% unemployment. Now, you might beat me up about this, but in reality, I don't, it happened during Trump's, Trump's term. Yeah. But might not have been, that was not all Trump. 14.7% unemployment was not Trump's fault. 25.6% unemployment was not Hoover's fault. Right. Okay, so let's really understand who the Roaring Twenties, this is the end of the Roaring Twenties, the Gilded Age. Yes. Who were the ones who were taking the real, real people to the woodshop? Who were the ones doing the it? The plutocrats. Yes, it's not the politician per se. Yes, we have politicians that go in there. For example, I'm a big fan of Obama and I, 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 I loved the guy when he was going into office. And I always thought, you know, he should get this and that done. And, um, but recently I started realizing what really happened when, when, when McCain did a thumbs down. What, mm -hmm. what happened up until that point? My goodness. There was a system run by others that hated this guy. Right. And there was a set of politics. Hold a that hated Ray, him I'm coming well. to you in a second, Ray. Let me just let Norman finish his thought. Yeah. So so I'm 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 just saying that in reality, when we boil it down, it's not really uh the politics. Uh, no, if I, we elect progressives, we're right. gonna do a better job right. of getting to the end right. of dealing with for people's and people's problems. Right. Neoliberals do not. They take care of the plutocrats first. I, I agree with you 100%. And I, I, whenever I had to defend Obama because, and, and other politicians as well, I said, remember when it comes to the president, there is the president and then there's a presidency. And Obama had very little control 
of the presidency, even though he was president. Right. And, and it's a hard thing for people to get. Let's go to Ray from Third Ward, my brother. How you doing, sir? Talk to me. Hey, Brother Egberto. Uh, I also want to shout out to Mr. Norman Reynolds. Uh, I know I recognized that voice, and then I went and looked at the audio book, and I say, that's the guy. Uh, yes, he's <laughs> and, the one who, uh, he was the one who did, uh, uh, it's worth it, how to talk to your, yeah, yeah that, this is my brother who went and did the audio book for uh, our book, man. Yeah. Nice to hear from you, Ray. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I uh, appreciate what you and Egberto are saying. Basically, I just wanted to say that to Miss Evelina, um, uh, I hope you can understand what I'm saying, but uh, every election counts. Otherwise, Republicans wouldn't spend so much time and effort trying to make us believe they don't. Um, my second point that I want to make is because so many neoliberal corporate Democrats have done a great job of, you know, hijacking the progressive message mm. and not actually delivering, it's hard for people to actually believe when a true progressive like a yes. Bernie Sanders comes yes. through and wants to actually do something for the people. Yes. And the people have been indoctrinated to believe that those things are a pipe dream, a pie in the sky. It's a socialist idea. It's un-American to think that we can actually have nice things in this country. And it's sad that we've been indoctrinated so much to believe that we can't have better because we can't afford it when those sitting at the top are basically saying we can have everything plus more. You know, Ray, uh, I did, did you look like you wanted to say something? No, no, oh, okay. cool. Ray, let me, let me just say that uh, you hit the nail on the head as you always do. do. And uh, um, I think it's important for when we have platforms like this, right? for us to open the door for everybody to see the thought process of others because it sort of gives them license to, to think the things that they're thinking and act on the things they're thinking because so often what we get in the mainstream media is something that, that taps you down. No, you shouldn't be thinking like that. You shouldn't be. And what we want, we, we want to make sure that you're exposed and, you know, you, Evelina, a lot of our callers, if you, you, you are always on our thread on our internet show as well. That opens the door. And I just hope that we can keep doing that, getting bigger and bigger and bigger so that we can, that by the time, by the time the next 10 years come, America looks a lot different than it does right now. Anything else before Norman starts? Norman came here to teach us a little bit about his healthcare experience that I want to get to, but you know I have to bring my folks in. Hey, this is their their show. I'm I'm only here as yeah. a, just providing you some added data. That's all. The important data. Anything else, Brother Ray? Uh, no, sir. Uh, you always uh, preach the gospel, and I'll keep listening. So, Thank you, my brother. Uh, you you have a great rest of your day. Okay, man. And by the way, say give well. a hello to your mother for me. Certainly, sir. Have a good you, one now. You, you as well, Mr. Reynolds. All right, sir. Bye-bye. All right, um, Norman, tell us a little bit about your experience. Now, you retired. Well, well, I'm not sorry. I said that wrong. You changed the way you work. Go ahead. Right. I changed the way I work. I decided to just go home and decide to take care of myself, right? So the, the, the thing is you've, you come out and you say, okay, um, I had a great insurance program, right, while I was at work. Great insurance program. I, Corporate I, America. I, I, I was I, I was I was one of the fat cats, boy, and um, and I said, okay, I'm gonna keep 
and Stan Cobra for the first while it lasted. I I thought that was a good idea, right? Um, man, that that uh, three times the cost. That twenty six hundred dollars a month started to really come back for two people now. Yes, and yeah, that's that 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 started to burn after a while. I realized, you know, because I'm. Got to tell you guys, I don't like insurance that much. You know, I'm a, I, when I go to the store and someone offers me um, to pay for extra payment for um, get. Uh, yeah. So when someone comes to me and tells me, hey, you need to why don't get some um, uh, extension on your um uh, uh, on, on, to buy to buy a computer, you know, you're going to buy buy the extensions insurance, and I go, oh man, no, I don't want that. No, I don't. I I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. To me, okay. So I I I I have a very funny feeling about insurance. So, but then that burnt me, and then I said, okay, let me go to the next thing. Uh, let's see if there is a private insurance company. Because at the time I was outside of the Obamacare window, right? I because thought, of salary. Because yeah. I was outside of the window, I'd, I'd, I'd had a good salary before. Um, I now have to find insurance. I went to the private industry, and what did I find out? Wow, insurance is a game that these guys play. First, you have to give every bit of your data. You have to go get prodded, poked. Uh, get your blood drawn, get, do the whole nine yards, possibly even get chest x-rays, whatever it takes, for them to underwrite you. Now, far be it, you know, you have been taking care of yourself, you used to ride the MS, you know? Right. Uh, cholesterol under control, but, you know, constant. Wow, your cholesterol is out of the line of what they call... Normal. Normal. You're not insurable. My wife is insurable. You're not. You have to go do a different program. The price on that was around 2200 For both of you. For both of us. My wife was less expensive. And by the way, you know, I'm, <laughs> I won't tell you that one, but I'm the younger of the two of us. <laughs> yes. So anyway, so... That then was was kind of scary. So I stayed, stayed the Cobra route until I decided to go on Obamacare. Obamacare was a great godsend for me. And I, I, um, it really helped me realize cause, uh, what was reasonable. Um, our bill was on the order of uh, the same $1,800, $2,000, a month on Obamacare. On Obamacare, but then the government, because I was low salary at this point, I was not earning money. I was able to take Get advantage the of the subsidy. And then, it, why did they drop it to? It it dropped it to um, seven hundred dollars. So from eight, from twenty six hundred dollars to the private, I would say Cobra to twenty two hundred dollars, the private sector to seven hundred dollars on Obamacare. Correct. Now you then it depends on your income. You start dealing with that and you start working your income. Now you have to predict your income. Now I, as I said, I can't help being an engineer. I do have to always <laughs> keep busy. Um, 
that's something about uh, my heritage. I have to I have to do something. So I I I you predict your income every year. There may be a penalty if you go over what you say you're going to earn. But remember, if you have stocked away money and you say, okay, I'm going to use that money for the times when I retire, in order for those people to, in order for your, the, the folks that you have your money set aside with to manipulate the, the funds, buy and sell stocks, for you to reap the benefits of that, that is income. So you have to predict your income <laughs> right. based on how much money you have set aside and what is being manipulated in the market in order for you to make. In other to, words, if you draw, to, if you to, draw money to, from your mutual fund that has a capital gain on it and what, the money that you draw out of that could actually affect the amount that you have to pay back to the government for the Obamacare if you make over a certain limit. Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. Now, you, now the... Obamacare goes away after you, you the, the subsidy goes away if you make over, I think it's um, $59,000. Right. Um, so if you stay below 59000 which most unemployed, retired folks can, I think, well, I don't know what your, what your personal um, uh, finances look like month to month, but I budget very rigorously to the month. Right. Egberto knows me. I'm a, yes, a spreadsheet guy. <laughs> um, you know, you can know what your monthly bills are going to be and you can balance it based on what you want to do. You know, you can say where I'm going to be, what, how much funds I need to put aside, all of that stuff. So that's the main thing I want to make sure you know. Um, the Obamacare thing came to save my... Your economic my, life. My economic life. Then... Then I start looking now forward. Mm -hmm. I, I am here just like I was in the private sector. I always look forward. Now I start thinking about when I turn 65. I'm not yet 65. When I turn 65, what will I do? Now, I listen to Egberto all the time. And I then, I, 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 as I said, I hated, I, I have a funny feeling about insurance. But then it doesn't make sense to go to Advantage plans. I thought, okay, I'm going to go to A and B. Um, then I'm going to have a drug plan D. I'm going to do the, my research. I'm going to go to the ARP website. By the way, they do have a very good website that talks about each one of the choices that you have to make. And then you have to think about supplemental insurance. Now, realize if you go to the if you go to Advantage, you will not be able to get the the supplemental insurance. Yes. Yeah. Right, and that's a lifelong decision that you've made at when you're younger, for a time when you're going to need it. Now, I have a friend who had, who had some severe complications as, at an older age, and she, because she was able to to take advantage of the supplemental insurance piece. She pays, they, uh, the couple pays around um, $900 total in insurance after everything. They pay zero. And it was a severe set right. of circumstances. Um, I mean, minor is hip replacements as you become older, people who don't stay active, uh, it's, it's, it's a part of life, getting older. Um, and 
dealing with this is, 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 is kind of a new thing when you start realizing you have no control of that, right? You don't have any control of that, so therefore you need to provide insurance to provide some sort of safety net for yourselves, for yourself as you get older. I love that. And I want to expand on, on what Norman said, because what Norman said is extremely important, folks. Norman is currently on Obamacare uh, because, again, he's semi-retired and, and the subsidies kicked in. And that saved him. So when you guys are out there listening to neoliberals or Republicans talking about uh, getting rid of Obamacare and all these other types of governmental programs, realize that it has a material effect on your life. That's number one that Norman just pointed out, and I think it's a very important point out. Uh, Norman found on his own, after going through COBRA, after going through private health care, and I mean private insurance market, you know, the ones that always try to make a buck off of you, and then uh, going to the marketplace for Obamacare, he found out how it actually works, and for the vast majority of Americans, do you know that over 40% of, over, I think it's over six. Seven, I think it's over 70 or 80% of America. Look it up. Don't take my at face value. Makes under $70,000 a, uh, a year. The, the amount of people that make over $70,000 a year, it's astounding. Okay? And uh, uh, so um, these are programs that are there. They are lifesavers. I met a woman at, uh, the, uh, at the Lone Star College who told me the biggest day of her life was when she turned 65 and got Medicare because she had never had insurance uh, before. I mean, when I hear these stories, I mean, there are times that I get tears in the eyes to understand how a rich country like ours have allowed this to happen. But Norman didn't stop there. Norman said, as the, the planner that he always is, and Norman, we know you're a planner, brother. <laughs> you're always plan. Go ahead. You know, no, but, you know, one of the things that I, that um, coming, coming with my background mm -hmm. here and dealing with Egberto and dealing with people, there's a term called grounds you know you have to be grounds you have yeah. to be yeah. you have to be you have to be off the ground you have to deal, think about those that are less fortunate than yourself um i count myself lucky right to have to have and to be where i am and i turn around and i i always look at the guy or the lady who is or or the they that mm -hmm. is under the bridge or is around the corner making minimum wage and I wonder, how do they do this? How can they afford $2,600 for insurance they or $2,200 for insurance? How they can can't. they do it? They can't do it, right? Um, so that means that me they are throwaway people. They're not important. Right. And if, they, if you say that 50% of people make $70,000 make, make $70, or less, then who are they? And, and exactly right. So, uh, so the planner, going back to the planner that Brother Norman is here, he starts, look, he's, he's under 65 by, he's barely under 65, okay. He's barely under 65. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you, man. But anyway, um, he plans, he knows that he's going to have to get Medicare next. That's the next stop. Then going, is it Medicare Advantage? It, is, it, is it Medicare Standard with getting Part D for drugs and, and getting the, the Medigap Supplemental? 
that's what that's probably what if we don't get healthcare for all then that's likely what it's going to be definitely that that is the only thing that's left for the retired person exactly but i want to say this importantly because somebody called in and i know it's somebody from the insurance company called in the last time and he said you know i i had medicare advantage and then i switched to medicare and I was able to get Medigap. And, you know, he called in, right? And then I said, sir, you can get it if you meet the particular criteria. But there's a good chance that most people at 65 will have so many darn pre-existing conditions that the actuarial tables will tell the company you are not insurable or they'll charge you an exorbitant fee. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. And, you know, I went home and I looked up on the .gov government site that tells you that. Yes. The .gov site. They're, a lot of times they're pushing the Medicare Advantage, but they tell you that if you don't get Medigap as soon as you get Medicare, later on you will possibly not be able to get it or pay a much higher price for it. So people... It's, it's Medicare.gov. Yes. M-E-D-I-C-A-R-E dot G-O-V. Exactly. Go there and you'll read exactly what this means okay and what each part says and what it means you cannot depend on the insurance agent who makes a ton of money selling you each policy specifically because they don't have to sell you medicare because medicare is government you 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 have medi in being 65 you've got medicare but they'll have to sell you medigap and many times in selling you medigap what they do is they take they con you into getting Medicare Advantage and they sell it. You think you have Medicare plus Medigap and that's what you're paying for. In reality, what they give you is Medicare Advantage and they say, look how cheap I got all of this for you. Mm. It's a scam. Folks, the last subject I'm not going to cover today because I've just informed I only have four minutes left, okay? So the last subject was about uh, could Trump be president again? You can read it at my newsletter at uh, politicsandright.com. Uh, slash newsletter, politicsonright.com slash newsletter. It's an interesting article to read. It's, uh, it's really interesting to read. Uh, welcome to Politics on Right on, on my screen from on, on the internet. Eric Hayes, thank you for being here. Lee Grant, thank you for being here. You guys are wonderful as usual. Now, um, I, we got to kind of wrap it up. Norman, I want to first of all thank you for coming into the studio and telling the story. I hope to have you in here to tell some other stories that I know is very important um, to get out here. But what I said I was going to try to do with the program as well is to get real people in here with real stories. Because your story applies to hundreds of thousands of Americans. Yep. If you don't want, if you don't want to stay on the, the, the treadmill, if you decide if you're being, if you, if, if, if a lot of us, when we started work, didn't expect, we thought 55 was old, right? I remember 55 was old. And I said to myself, I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. I'll retire before 55. I did not make it to 55. I made it. I worked all the way through 55. And if you decided that you wanted to have a time where you could at least go out, take a walk, enjoy yourself, and not need in a walker to get around, um, which is coming for me, I'm pretty sure, then you retire early or you retire before 65. Take advantage of it if you can and if you want to. Um, but I say if you do... Think about the insurance side. The insurance side is going to come back and bite you. It could be the stopper because that is one thing that, I, I mean, even as, as a planner that you are, 
you didn't realize how uh, how rough the insurance thing was going to be. No, I didn't. I didn't expect it. I, even though I heard it, I just... Oh, right. Well, come on, man. We always spoke about it on Politics on Right, brother. Come on now. Yeah. Come on. That means you didn't, there is a couple of days you didn't listen to it, man. <laughs> hey. Anyway, folks, look. I, I want to thank all of you for listening to the show. Uh, please remember to share the show. Please remember to go to kpft.org. And even though we're not in Fund Drive right now, this is, used, this is a listener-supported uh, program. So please, I urge you, when you go to politics, when you go to uh, kpft.org, click on that donate button. If you have the wherewithal, you have an extra few bucks or whatever, go ahead, click donate. Donate. Always do it when you do it on, uh, from me on, in the name of Politics and Rights. So people can see that this is a show that folks want to hear out there. 713-526-5738, extension number one, if you want to provide over the phone, or kpft.org, the donate button. My name is Egberto Willis. I want to talk, thank Norman for coming in with us. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Rights. You guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Oh! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.